interesting news emerging out of Ottawa, where there's word that Canada is likely to postpone a decision on whether to allow China's Huawei technologies to supply us with a 5G network equipment until after the October federal election. Given, of course, our increasingly strained uh, relations with uh, Beijing. Now, uh, these uh, well-placed sources who have uh, requested uh, anonymity, given the sensitivity of the situation, said that uh, Prime Minister Trudeau's liberal government is reluctant to move until the fate of two Canadians detained in China becomes uh, clearer. Beijing, of course, uh, acted uh, after Canadian police arrested a Huawei uh, chief financial officer on a U.S. uh, warrant, a move that has been condemned by China. And for more on this now, we're joined by our tech expert, Adam Oldfield. He joins us here on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Adam, good afternoon, my friend. Hey, good afternoon, Jeff. I want to back up here and just talk to you as a tech expert about uh, Huawei, because I've uh, heard a lot of things uh, from friends, acquaintances, and others, and and read a bunch of stuff about uh, Huawei and just how fantastic uh, their phones are. Uh, Just how good of a tech company are they? They're, they're phenomenal. I mean, out of the scale of 1 to 10, I'd give them an 11. I think they've got a lot of uh, features to them. They've got, uh, I would say that a lot of it is copied. I, there's a lot of discrepancy in regards to a lot of their technology is not uh, unique in any form, but I would say it's perfected. So uh, their camera zoom, their night vision, uh, their quality of, of speed, uh, the, the quality of, of actually the OLEDs, uh, the visuals or the pixels on the phone, phenomenal in every shape and form. Okay, give them an 11. Is that because they just got a great R&D department? Is that the quality of materials they use? Uh, what puts them head and shoulders uh, above other players for you? Well, I like to think that they probably, well, in my opinion, they've gone through and they've seen what works between Samsung with Apple. Uh, they've seen what they've done with LG. And they've taken those features within those phones. And remember, Huawei is a Chinese company. There is no restriction when it comes to how they take a product, re, uh, uh, re-engineer it or de-engineer it and decompose it into a point which they can then develop it in a much stronger way. So one of the elements they took and they really enhanced was, as I mentioned, the Zoom. They've got an extreme enhanced zoom lens that they've uh, copied and implemented uh, and they've taken as an example uh, as the topic you started with 5G and implemented it into their phones to match with their technology of the infrastructure that we would need to be able to use 5G on our mobile networks. All right, let's talk a bit about that as well. Uh, For those, the uninitiated, uh, what is 5G that's uh, fast approaching and coming and I guess is going to be the uh, new standard? uh, uh, How much better is it than the internet uh, we have right now? Well, I would like to think of it as probably going from a bicycle to a Ferrari. It's it's that like significantly different. Wow, you're gonna be it is it's it's gonna be earth changing when it comes to speed, uh, quality. We're talking like terabytes of information, having the ability to transfer within seconds. So gigabytes that normally would take minutes now take hundreds of a second to be able to be shared. And why that's revolutionary is because we see right now with the advancement with autonomous driving and cars, and right now they're only at level three out of the five-stage autonomous driving. If 5G existed today, Jeff, we would be able to implement a lot of the uh, fully autonomous driving vehicles.
vehicles from trucks to cars uh, across the board uh, uh, unanimously. They'd be able to run and operate in real time. The cameras could transmit uh, uh, video and they would be able to talk to each other at a much quicker and faster pace. From a medical standpoint, 5G will revolutionize the medical field from a doctor being able to uh, do a holographic virtual reality uh, uh, operation from one side of a country to the other in seconds. So, uh, you know, from soil samples and agricultural uh, components, it's information being shared at such a speed and such a rate, it will take us and leap us truly miles from where we are today. So in other words, uh, you know, you just mentioned autonomous cars, for example, we'll be able to get real-time information to uh, these sorts of things in actual real time. Absolutely. In real time, not only that, it will, it will be able, right now, we, we, we kind of can see traffic patterns if you're using Google Maps right now. They're using uh, actual uh, individuals that are signed into Google Maps. It looks at traffic patterns and so forth. In a 5G environment, in the autonomous vehicles, they'll be speaking to each other. Uh, think of it as a car up ahead says, hold, there's a, there's a deer on the road. It would then transmit that within milliseconds to the cars behind it to know to break even before it even comes around the corner. Um, it will know. Uh, uh, this is the part where autonomous cars are going that we speak about. Sure, it gets us from point A to point B, and we don't have to sit behind the driver's wheel. It, the 5G technology is going to allow it to read at all times uh, uh, without a delay what's taking place. So pedestrians on the road, uh, there's a, a, an infraction in the way, there's a, a police officer up ahead. All of these factors are going to be within seconds at our fingertips, uh, capable of, of taking that autonomous vehicle driving to a level which right now it's sort of, I would say, archaic uh, to now moving it to a, for, to a point which is almost, uh, uh, we'd be laughing about sitting behind a vehicle once 5G comes into play. That is crazy, mind-blowing stuff. Just when you thought, uh, you know, we've seen it all in a few years, it sounds as if what we think is pretty revolutionary right now will uh, seem very archaic and uh, old school. Uh, so is Huawei then, when it comes to uh, 5G capabilities and the 5G network, uh, much like uh, with their cell phones, are they kind of an industry industry leader, Adam? Well, I wouldn't give them an industry leader, honestly, Jeff. I think, you know what, there's three players in the 5G development right now. There's Ericsson, which has been around for years. Uh, we have Nokia, and then there's Huawei. Uh, the, the three of them have been manufacturing and developing the technology, and they all work similar, but in a unique way. So um, this is where it's going to get really kind of interesting. Um, we've seen a little bit of a backlash as you started the show with Trudeau's government saying, we're not sure we're going to make a decision on Huawei right now with their, with their uh infrastructure coming in with 5G, and part of that reason obviously is for political purposes, but also from the sake of uh, Huawei has obviously some, some questions behind it. Their technology is advanced. They definitely have the ability to, uh, I would say, match, if not even exceed what Ericsson and Nokia are doing. However, obviously there's some concerns about some backdoor elements in there. The big element, though, the big one, and that's what the mobile carriers right now in Canada are screaming to the CRTC about and to the federal government, is they want to have the ability to buy it because of the cost. The cost of the Huawei infrastructure is uh, two-thirds the cost of Ericsson and Nokia. That's the big factor. 
All right, so we don't necessarily have to go with a Huawei when it comes to our 5G needs uh, in this country uh, moving forward. And is there a concern here? I mean, you mentioned uh, the Trudeau government and sources are saying that they are uh, not going to move on this until after the federal election uh, in October. And there is a lot of politics uh, surrounding our uh, two countries uh, right now at play. Uh, But would there be a concern, do you think, from a tech uh, standpoint, uh, Adam, of, uh, you know, a foreign company like Huawei coming in, would they be able to have access to a lot of information across Canada's 5G network? 100%. I mean, if you're asking me the question, should we invest in Huawei 5G technology, the answer is no. If someone said to me, Adam, should you buy a Huawei phone, I would say no. Uh, I started the show telling you that I think they're superior, but I'm also going to be the same guy to tell you I would never buy it, and I would never recommend it to anyone. Um, Huawei has been proven, and the FBI have commented on the fact that uh, the P20 particularly do have elements within it that could be linked back to China, meaning that information about what's being used and stored would be able to be shared back in uh, uh, the China Republic. So with that said, I 100% support that we need to look at other options like Ericsson and Nokia. The big question, though, I want to bring forward, Jeff, and this is one that I think really is going to rattle our noodles in Canada, is why isn't there a Canadian option? I mean, we were a leader when it came to technology with uh, Nortel Phones, uh, which was a phenomenal leader when it came to telecommunications, and when we look at BlackBerry, looking at that component, it really saddens me to think that there's three options available for this level of technology, and unfortunately, Canada didn't have the aspect of being able to provide that option. Well, you know, Adam, I'm so glad that you uh, brought up uh, that point, because that's one of the things that occurred to me as well. And you think back to the uh, heyday of a BlackBerry and how this country really was a, a leader, and that company was uh, really a, a flagship company when it came to uh, technology, and where we sit today looking at all of these foreign companies and entities to supply 5G with us is it is kind of a sad statement that uh, none of our telecoms uh, I guess are investing enough in this sort of thing well, I think the R&D is definitely limited, and I also have to say, and I'm going to bash my government for that, because we don't invest enough when it comes to R&D and technology. I mean, they offer a lot of incentives and tax reliefs, and that's a totally separate topic you, you and I can speak about later, Jeff. But I think what we've really lacked in Canada is we've got the talent. We have definitely the talent, the capability, and I mean, to tell you the truth, Huawei has even offered Wilfrid Laurier, if I'm correct, millions of dollars for R&D development, obviously with a caveat that they get to keep the technology. We have this, We have the talent pool. What is limited and lacking is the ability of private commerce to be able to invest in the country because of the cost and the development of being able to market it is obviously uh, a limitation. So with that, I think we're, it's not that we don't have the ability or the talent or skill. It's just that we don't have the economics to make sense to do that. All right. A lot of questions moving forward. Tech expert Adam Oldfield with us this afternoon. Adam, good stuff as always. Thanks so much for jumping on the show. Awesome. Thank you, Jeff. Have a great afternoon. You as well, my friend. Back after break, news update at the top of the hour here on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto.